Can We Conversate, a place where we discuss politics, pop culture, and pretty much anything that's on our mind. I'm Tamika. I'm Leah. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Bye. up guys and welcome to this week's episode of can we conversate so on this week's episode um we're going to be talking about self-discipline um so as many of you know and if if you're a believer um this is our season of fasting it's the first you know month of the year and um most churches have their annual 21 day or 30 day fast so this year um i'm doing it me and my husband and well, our family's doing it along with my um, brother-in-law um, and his church, um, Pastor Etermain Solomon of the Spring Hill Baptist Church, Limeville, Alabama. Shout out to you. Um, so we're doing the fast this year. And what I've discovered um, these first few weeks um, of the fast and of this new year is that I lack self-discipline. Um, and it's evident in the fast and it's evident, honestly, in this podcast I'm struggling to find um, the focus that I need to get these jobs done. So I was like, you know what? This would be a cool opportunity to kind of talk about it. Um, You know, my philosophy, you know, whatever's on my mind, let's find a way to talk about it. Um, See if I can help somebody and get you guys' feedback and um, see how we can grow and be better and do better. So, you know, I did a little research online and I found um, this definition of self-discipline from Uh, mind tools. And it says this self-discipline is the ability to push yourself forward, stay motivated and take action regardless of how you feel physically and emotionally. And it's really easy to say that, um, but it's really hard to do. Um, I find myself, so like we're doing, so let's talk about the fast. So we're doing this 21 day fast and it consists of no deep fried foods, no, um, sweets and no sodas. Cool. That's easy to do compared to some fasts that I've done. This one is simple. Like we have to do 15. Um, he wants us to do like 15 minutes of exercise, um, spend 10 minutes, um, reading the Bible verse and studying the word and spending some meditation time, two hours away from social media, which is really helpful with how toxic social media is nowadays. So I'm like, Hey, this is cool. I can handle this until the fast starts. Um, honestly, I've been able to handle the, the food portion of it. No deep fried food. Um, it's been hard not eating French fries, um, and chips, which I didn't think it would be that difficult, but it's really been difficult. But you know, I've been getting through it. We've been getting through it. Um, the soda thing is not an issue. We had, you know, I've been saying that, you know, we need to get away from sodas and we did that for a while where we really weren't drinking sodas. Um, and the no sweets, even though. I don't eat a lot of sweets. I've been finding myself lately wanting something sweet, which is um, bizarre. But those things haven't been that hard for me. But what's been hard, honestly, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say, is the exercise and the time spending in prayer and reading my word. Reading the word is not an issue because, you know, I can sit down. I find myself 
on my at work doing my break, you know, I read my scripture, you know, and I read a couple different versions of it. But finding time to just sit and be silent and be still and to meditate on what I've read and allow, you know, God to speak through me, to speak to me through from, you know, the word that I just read has really been difficult for me and exercising has been difficult for me. Um, so I was like, why is this, you know, an issue for me? Why am I having this lack of self-discipline? So, you know, I read this article on, um, mind tools and was kind of, you know, a couple things stood out to me, how it talks about self-discipline is like a muscle and that the more you work it, the more it becomes the things that you're trying to achieve become natural to you. And it's like five steps that they stated that you should use five steps to achieving self-discipline. And they are choose a goal, find your motivation, identify obstacle, replace old habits and monitor your progress. So my goals, like a lot of people, you know, we come up with, um, new year's resolutions and my new year's resolutions are pretty much the same every year. I want to lose weight. I want to exercise. I want to eat better. I want to get out of debt. You know, your standard new year's resolutions that I think most people, you know, have on their list of things that they want to accomplish for the new year. But by February, all of that's gone out the window. I'm not eating right. I'm not exercising. I'm still trying to get out of debt. Now that one I'm, I'm striving for the whole year, but the eating healthy and, and losing weight, those things, they're out the door. So they say in the article, they say that you should choose goals, but choose goals that are obtainable, things that you're able to do. Nothing that's outlandish, that's, you know, too big and too overwhelming for you to achieve. And I feel like losing weight and eating healthy. I don't think that's a hard goal. I think that's something that's, you know, pretty reasonable to come up with and to strive for. So I guess my thing that I need to focus on for me is to find my motivation. What's my motivation? Cause that's step two in the process that they describe that you need to be more self-disciplined. So I guess my question is, what's my motivation for eating healthy and losing weight is, of course, for, you know, health reasons. You know, I don't want my mom has type two diabetes. I mean, excuse me, not type two diabetes. She has um, type one diabetes, which she's insulin dependent. And, you know, my family has a history of high blood pressure and, you know, thyroid disease and, you know, heart disease, like many of us in the African-American community community, you know, we're kind of predisposed to these, um, type of issues and these type of diseases. So the way we eat and how we take care of ourselves really help us into warding off these, um, type of ailments. So my motivation should be my health and, you know, being healthy and being here on this earth, as long as I can to be here for my kids, um, that should be my motivation. And I think it is, but I think at this stage it's not strong enough. And it's hard for me to say that because saying it out loud makes me feel really crappy, but something my mom and my grandma used to say to me all the time growing up was that you make time for the things that you want and you make room for the things that you want. And the fact that I'm not 
taking my health and putting it in a place of where I want it to be and be motivated for being motivated by it. Um, it's kind of sad. And in this moment, I'm, I feel, I feel pretty crappy because I make room for everything else. I got to go to work. I know I got to go to work. Cause if I don't go to work, these bills are not getting paid, but I don't let things stop me from going to work. Even though some mornings I get up and I'm like, I really don't want to clock in and do this eight to five. I really don't feel like talking to these people on the telephone. I don't want to get out the bed right now. And I'm not motivated to do it, but I do it because I know I have to do it. And maybe it shouldn't even be a thing of what motivates me. It should be more of a thing of I have to do it. I have to set these goals. And when I set these goals, I have to see them through. I have to eat healthy. I have to exercise. I have to spend more time in my word and time in prayer and not look at it as something that motivates me of something that I have to do that is dire to my survival or dire to the survival, survivor, survival and the needs of my family. Because if I'm not healthy and I'm not here, what are they going to do? How are things going to function? Just look at it the same way that I look at it. If I don't go to work, these bills don't get paid. So this, this interesting, this has completely changed my whole thought for this podcast. Cause this is me reacting to what I'm saying out loud in real time. Um, I don't know. That's kind of throw me. So yeah, so let's just scrap find your motivation. It should be more of you have to do it. It's not a motivated. It's not a motivation thing. So yeah, let's change step step two from finding your motivation to let's make these goals something that we have to do. Cause if we look at it that way, we don't need motivation. We just do it. We know we have to do these things. These things are required for us, um, to survive. So yeah. So step two, bump motivation is something that we need to do. Um, so the number three on their steps was identifying your obstacles. So for me, my obstacles are when it comes to eating healthy, um, for this particular exercise that we're doing today on this episode, um, it's four people in my house. Me and my husband, um, pretty much are on the same page when it comes to, you know, eating healthy exercise and losing weight. Um, but I have two, two little people that live here with me. Who could care less about eating healthy and exercising? My son in particular, um, his diet consists of McDonald's and cereal. If he has McDonald's every day and cereal every day, hey, he's he's good. So what happens is we find ourselves in the afternoons, in the evenings after I get off of work, or even in the mornings when we're talking, what are we doing about dinner? I don't know. What you want to do about dinner? And even if we want to eat healthy, it's like, okay, so what are the kids going to eat? And not wanting to go through that whole thing of like, well, you know, they don't eat this and you know, they don't eat that. And then my husband tells me, well, you know, when we were kids, we didn't have a choice. If you didn't eat what they cooked, you just wouldn't go eat knowing that we're not going to do our kids like that. If they don't want to eat it, you know, we're going to try to find something that they want to eat or cook something that we know they eat. So we won't have this issue of like, well, I don't eat that and I don't want that. And then you're getting mad. Like you're going to sit here and eat this. And this is like this whole debacle and this whole thing that it really doesn't need to be. So what ends up happening is 
for it not to turn into that. We're like, you know what? We're just going to cook something that we know everybody eats. So that way we don't have this huge argument and I get mad and everybody's upset and so just have peace in the house. We're all going to eat the same thing. But what ends up happening is trying to keep peace. You're not reaching the goals and you're not accomplishing the thing that you need self-discipline to do, which is to eat healthy. Um, so I think for me and for us, it's almost like, you know what? Yeah, they don't eat this. So we either got to find a way to fix it in a way to get them to eat it. Um, my daughter, Talia, Talia pretty much try anything. My son, he, yeah, he's not going for it. He'll just like, I just eat cereal and not worry about it. But find a way for the healthier items that we want to pursue to have them um, eat it or the dreaded fixed two meals. But who wants to do that? After you get off of work and you've worked all day, who wants to cook two separate meals for everybody to eat? Nobody wants to do that. But once again, overcoming those obstacles, maybe that's something, you know, we have to do to you know, be able to achieve the goal of eating healthy. So step four, replacing old habits. Um, let's see, old habits, replacing um, old habits. Um, that's an interesting one. I guess the old habits would be, I guess what I just discussed. It's a habit for us to just be like, you know, we're just not going to cook these two meals. We're going to cook this one meal and be done with it. So, you know, like I said, replacing that mindset of like, you know what? No, even though it may be a hassle, even though it may be inconvenient, you know, find a way to introduce them to new things that are healthy. Um, and to, um, get them to try new things or just to, you know, fix those two meals, you know, throw some chicken fingers in the oven and, um, I would say cook some fries, but he doesn't eat anybody fries, but McDonald's. So he doesn't eat homemade fries. I know it's weird. Um, cause French fries are potatoes. They're the same. I don't understand, but if it's not McDonald's, he's not eating it. So that's like a whole nother podcast for another day. Um, so the last step is motivating, um, monitoring your process. I mean, so, um, I guess for me, since I'm talking about me in this episode and, you know, what I need self-motivation for, I need help with, um, I guess for me, monitoring my, um, my progress is just basically how I feel. Um, do I feel better? Um, am I losing weight? Um, am I reaching the goals that I want? Like I said, in eating better and losing weight and getting into shape, all those things are ways for me personally to monitor my progress. But for you, you know, think about those things that you're you're struggling with that you're trying to get motivated, made motivated for and that you're trying to build your self-confidence in, you know, make those small goals. Um, I don't want to say find your motivation, make it a priority or a thing that is required and needed of you, because sometimes, well, I take that back, do find your motivation because some of us. Motivation comes in different forms. For me, motivation is a need. I have to do it. And if I put a label on that it has to be done, I'm more inclined to do it. Whereas it's just something, uh, it, ain't, it really doesn't have to be done. For me, I have to put that label on like, you have to do this. Because that that pushes me personally 
to do the things that are required of me to achieve those goals and accomplish those goals that I set out for myself. But for you, motivation may be enough, you know, whatever it is that motivates you find that to help push you to help you achieve that goal. And then identify some of the things that are keeping you from, from achieving it. You know, what's standing in your way, what's your roadblock, you know, what's stopping you from accomplishing the things that you set out to do. And once you identify those things, what do you need to do to get them out the way? Okay. So I know, I know this is a problem. I know me wanting to lay down and go to sleep and watch TV is a problem for me from exercising. So what do I need to do to stop that? Don't turn the TV on, go to the exercise bite, put those 15, 30 minutes in, knock them out. And you got the rest of the evening to do what you got to do. The same thing that I tell my kids when they need to clean their room or they need to get something done, go ahead and do it, knock it out. And you got the rest of the evening and the rest of the day to do what it is that you want to do. So find those obstacles, identify them, figure out the steps that you need to do to uh, get rid of them and knock it out. So you can go ahead and do, you know, the rest of the stuff that you want to do. If it's exercising, whatever it may be, find the obstacles, kick them out the way and go ahead and do what you got to do to help you get to where you want to be. And then replace those old, old habits. What are those habits that you're doing that's stopping you from being able to achieve your goals? If you're trying to spend less money, you know, shop less, um, you know, on Amazon, you know, what do you need to do to stop doing that? Maybe you need to remove the app from your phone or block it on your, um, on your browser, you know, whatever you need to do to stop you from overspending or stop you from buying from Amazon for a month or two, whatever your goal is. If you're trying to stop online shopping, remove the app from your phone, wherever you have it, remove it out of your site. So you're not tempted to go to that website to buy those shoes that you know you don't need. You got plenty of shoes in the closet. You don't need another another pair of tennis shoes or whatever kind of shoe it is that you're obsessed with at this particular moment. Or purse. You don't need the you don't need the new purse. You got plenty of coaches, Doonies, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whatever it is, whatever kind of purse you like. You've got plenty of them. You don't need anymore. It's enough. So just you know, take the app off the phone. Step away from it. Try to try to break those old habits that are holding you down. And then finally. Monitor your progress. How are you feeling? Is that bank account looking pretty good? Are you saving the money that you would have normally spent on that purse? Is that like sending your savings account? I'm like, hmm, savings account looking pretty good this month because I hadn't been on Amazon buying anything. Or have you lost those five pounds that you wanted to lose for the month? And you step on that scale and the scale's like, you weigh this. And you're like, oh, snap, I lost five pounds. I'm doing pretty good. You know, look for those things and ways to monitor how you're doing. So, as you go through your process and trying to reach those goals, you have something that you can look at to show that, okay, this is working. What I'm doing is working. All this hard work, all this discomfort that I'm feeling right now, it's going to pay off. And I can see it in these small little steps that I'm doing each month. I see a change. I feel better. My bank account looks better. You know, we're reaching those goals. Those things are what you need to help you motivate, help you stay motivated. So, um, that's it for this week. I hope this helps somebody. Um, I think, I think it really helped me. It helped me kind of change how I'm looking at, um, this fast and not only the fast, but how I'm looking at my new year's resolution. So hit us up on social media. Um, let us know what you think. If you have some more things to add to our list of, um, steps to achieve self-discipline, please let us know. Um, until next time, can we conversate?